You're listening to 1590 afterwards. And as we sit today, it's actually Monday. It's the last Monday of September, whatever day that is. And you spent some time on the last, oh, no, second to last Sunday. Because, uh, uh, no, October 1st, my son's birthday and your big card show is Sunday, October 1st. So yesterday... For that Sunday, which is always great to talk about on podcast, you really had a heck of a day at the La Janelle. Yeah, we did. We had a great time. We went out there for her 93rd birthday. Uh, she launched on uh, September 24th, I think it was, back in 93 years ago, whatever that was. Tommy did the math. I'm going to be honest with you. You know me in math. But I can't do the numbers thing. But 93 years ago, she launched. And so uh, Tommy says, we, we got to go visit her on her birthday. Got to go visit her on her birthday. We went out there and we climbed. If you go all the way down to the end of the jetty, you can actually see the bow. You see the point. You, you can actually see. It's the only part of the boat that really still kind of looks like a boat. And so it's kind of cool. And so we, we, we got out there. It's a little bit of a trek, especially for Tommy. He's not a big fan of rock climbing. Get out there. And we sat there for over an hour. And we had just there was just dolphins that were out there. And they were just the whole entire time. And they were they were just being playful. And, I mean, I'm talking like literally – you know, 20, 30 feet away from us. It was so incredible. We just really enjoyed the day. And we, my phone died and Tommy forgot his, so we were unplugged. It was almost exactly what you need. Like, I need that. You need to be unplugged and go out and enjoy that. They were talking about in one of these, uh, it's in my, boy, sophomore uh, science fiction. It was a, a literature class where you read science fiction. In 1974, Marv Jeffries was talking about unplugging. And that was even wow. before The Walkman. But he said, all of you guys, you need your radio on when you drive. You need this. You need that. He said, and that's why he pointed me out. He said, like Mr. Spence, he said he's a cross-country runner. He said, no matter what, he gets time away. And you've got to find times where it's just the sounds about you. And nothing that, like, even somebody says, well, I listen to books on tape. But there's a big thing where every once in a while, completely shut down. Yeah, you don't need completely. You don't need down. input coming in all the time. Your computer like gets backed up and starts that little spinny wheel thing. I don't know if you've ever had a computer that does that, but some people do. <laughs> yeah, and you do like even when you're talking to your son, and I'm I'm guilty. I'll, oh, hang on, and I'll text somebody. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why am I not dedicating my time to my child? And it's it's bad. So that's actually accidental, but it shows you the power. And the peace and the joy of being with your kids and hanging out. Dolphins put on a show, so you had a good Sunday. Yeah, and we also had one of the big giant boats came in. I don't even think I mentioned that in my post, which is always fun when you get the big old cargo ships. It was the um, Poseidon something. They call it the the Poseidon. I forget what they call. It. They they almost all have they have similar names. The ones that come to the port, hmm. but this one was the Poseidon, and it was a, a, a massive uh, ship that carries cars. It's one of those auto ships. So it's a good place just to relax, kick it, maybe bring some sandwiches, take your kids, or make it a date day, something like that, and just relax at the La Janelle, which will be part of a display that Tommy is. Uh, he, he's the like one that's curating, yeah. curating that, and he'll be at the table. Yeah, he's going to be there. He's really excited to talk to people about it, too, which that's exciting for me because when he was really little, like kindergarten, you know, he has his little issues, as a lot of kids sure. do. And they, we were really worried about his social ability, and you know they were saying, "Well, we got to maybe we should force him to get some friends." And we decided not to really go that way with him, and it ended up good because he has his own little way, and he's got you know the kids really like him. He's fun. What we did with and Aubrey was the one. Somebody would come up and say, "Hi, Aubrey." You know what she would do? Uh oh, meow and, <laughs> and run behind me. She would say meow right to the person and then run behind us. 
and we're thinking, how is this going to work out? But now she's got the skills. Yeah. So it's nice to see your kids evolve without having to force something. I, the older I get, the more I'm realizing these kids with all these weird, unique things. Because I, I think back to Tommy used to go, uh, when we'd go to the store, for whatever reason, he would get, like, like while we were checking out, he'd want to go stand by the door. And then he would put his hand over his head and he would say, I'm a tow truck. But he would just stand there and he would do this. He wasn't telling people other than us that he was a tow truck. It's just this weird kid with his arm over his head. <laughs> but the unique kids are always the coolest when they grow up. And that's why a couple of our hockey moms from the old days, when, whenever it's an Aubrey thing, they always put meow. Because <laughs> she, she was known for that. So it is funny. So it's, a, it's good parenting to kind of let them run with a line a little bit. Yeah, let, let, them run. Them, let them figure out who they are. It's not your job to figure out who they are. That's right. And just uh, be along for that fun, fun ride. Got to switch over to sports and pop music. Yes, that's our next category here on Afterwards. Taylor Swift, and some people get upset in this and that. I look at her as an extremely talented woman who's out there having fun. And she has had a lot of boyfriends who are, I, I can pull John Mayer. I know they mm -hmm. dated for a while, but she she was known. And every time she broke up, she released an album that was the ha-ha funny joke. And some people thought it was kind of mean. I just thought it was funny. And I'm sure she got a kick out of it. I don't know much about Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Travis Kelsey is a, pretty much a Hall of Famer from Kansas City. He's probably still got a few years left in his career, but he's uh, going to be a Hall. I mean, really great tight end for, for Kansas City, and they wouldn't have been able to win those Super Bowls without him. So they're hooked up. Yeah, yeah. They're the couple. Yeah, he even had a reality show, I think, on VH1 or one of those weird networks where he was hooking up with girls. It was a long time ago. When How is he? I, he's, he's an interesting guy. I mean, I would say most people would, would – um, you know when you watch a, a movie and they have, like, the jocks that are, you know, kind of the, the, the anti-whatever to your hero – that, that's kind of him. He's kind of one of those guys. He, he strikes you as somebody who's probably, you know, put somebody in a trash can upside down at one point or something. But not a bully, but just, you know, just of kind of guys. a goofy yeah. guy. Yeah. Not exactly Patrick Mahomes. No, I think yeah. he's a little different from he's Patrick. He's not that. <laughs> so we do have that couple. And I, I just think that's funny. I, I don't want to run celebrity couples or anything like that. Uh, you know, especially the crossover from athlete to actor or actress. One of my favorites was, do you remember, uh, was it? What about Garcia Parra, Nomar? Did, he was with the soccer woman, and they're married. Oh, and Mia Hamm, right? Mia Hamm. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that, now that's, a, he wasn't the nicest person once either when oh, we wow. dealt with him. He was so great. I'm sure he's a wonderful human being. Uh, but they, that's a good hookup of two great athletes. There's something about this weird sweet spot in an athlete's career where there tends to be a little more attitude. I don't know if mm -hmm. that's driven by the... Uh, you know, the hormones or the testosterone or whatever it is. But, yeah, there seems to be, like, that weird with with a few of the athletes. And then they usually calm down. I think Nomar does, like, some baseball stuff out in Santa Clarita. I think he, like, runs a little little league or something. He's a handsome fellow. I'm sure he's a great guy because everybody yeah. has their bad day. But the other one, Don Drysdale married, and she was a great college basketball player, and her brother was a great player, and Myers. And Myers. Oh, okay. And Myers. They were married uh, oh. all the way up until uh, Don's death. So now I'm going to uh, I'm going to Tourette's all the all the ones that pop into my head about people who were very famous, either actors and actors and actresses. But I just find the athlete hookup more intriguing because you think, 
what kind of a kid could they produce? When you start mm-hmm. dealing with those genes and that, that amount of you know, skill in athletics, what kind of kid could they produce? Tony Romo was with Jessica Simpson. She was, wow. they were showing, at one point they were showing her in the, you know, how they were showing uh, Taylor Swift in the, in, mm-hmm. the, in the luxury box and you kept cutting away to that like that was part of the game. They used to do that with, <laughs> with Tony Romo and Jessica Simpson. She's one of my favorites because she is a billionaire. So oh, make Jessica all Simpson the fun. Is? Yeah, because wow. of her makeup line. Yeah, oh. she is worth when she that latchkey kid, whatever his name, Lachey, whatever yeah. he was, when they got divorced, apparently behind it, she's directing, saying, "Get him out of here, give him the money. I'll have a billion in two years." She was just saying, "Send that guy down the road," and everybody's saying, "Oh, poor Jessica." Apparently, she's back there commanding and everything, just saying, "Get him out of here, give him what he wants. He's a loser. I'm going to make more money." And she. Killed it. Do you Just remember? Killed it. Do you remember which iconic role that she reprised in the movie? Oh, in a, in Daisy a film? Dukes, That's right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, she was. Uh, she was in the um, 01. What's the name of that car? The reboot. The General Lee. Yeah. General Lee. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great Dukes movie. Dukes a Hazard. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> They're driving into the college town and everybody's yelling at them, cursing at them, and then they go up and they didn't realize that they had the Confederate flag on top yeah. of the car. <laughs> Yeah, I got to take another view of that one. The play on that. (laughs) We have collectibles coming up on Sunday, and a rare $10,000 bill from the Great Depression is sold at auction for $480,000. They did have a $10,000 bill. Wow. And apparently it was just for businesses between banks, business between banks, because you know, it's uh, where do you crack a (laughs) 10000 The thing that we loved about it is, the person, and this was, uh, the note was printed in Boston in 1934 and features the face of Abraham Lincoln's Secretary of Treasury, Salmon P. Chase. Salmon P. Chase. Oh. Is that, does that, is that where not, Chase Bank comes from? That's maybe? what Rich asked. That's oh. exactly it. So maybe that's what the whole thing uh, was on that. Yeah. I, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's uh, Salmon P. Chase. Salmon was a name. The guy's name was S-A-L-M-O-N. Salmon. Oh, huh. That was the name. And apparently, even then, he hated it. In the time of Lincoln, he hated his name. Yeah, he hated it. But that's just one of those things uh, that sold for a very, very, very high value, $480,000. Now, when we look at your collectibles, there's two things going on here. Some obviously have killer values. Right. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some other stuff is just the charm of it, the, the, the coolness of it. Like, for me, a lot of stuff from the old days— I would like to have like a Wes Parker baseball card just because when I was a little kid, he was the first baseman for the Dodgers, probably worth 35 cents. Right. You know, probably worth nothing. But it would be like if I had even the infield of Garvey Lopes, Russell, say, Jaeger. I don't know if any of those cards would be worth more than 20 bucks. Maybe a Garvey rookie could be worth a bit. Yeah, it depends. Now with all the grading stuff that's mm-hmm. involved, it, it probably depends on like what level. But you can definitely get a, a, a Garvey rookie for probably under 5 bucks. I'm sure. Yeah, and that's the thing. But it would mean something to me. You say, like, oh, that was my team. So that's what a majority of the collectors are like. And there's some people like you who have a lot of that other stuff. But then you've got some pretty cool things, too. Yeah, I'm actually glad you mentioned that. I was thinking about talking about that this morning, the whole in the industry, they call it your PC, your personal collection, the things Mm -hmm. you chase. For example, my personal collection, the things that I buy with no intention of ever reselling are things that are Super Bowl champion related, uh, candlestick park related. I mean, I'll 
if I overpurchase stuff, obviously I'll sell like if I'm buying in bulk, but, um, um, basically the championships of the team, even the LA Kings, the, the championships, since I kind of took ownership of being a Kings fan, um, your only LA team. Yeah, right? that is it's my only LA team. Oh, well, the yeah. Sparks. Oh well, yeah, the Sparks. Yeah, that's right. But that's Duh. that's just because I want the ball boy gig. But picking up hockey the way you have, you adopted the Kings. Yeah. So we appreciate that. Uh, but it is fun to have those things, and that would be the same thing. A Rogi Vashan for me because he was my introduction to hockey, and he was the dude. He was the goalie. He was like five eight. This little guy back there who could just stop everything. Brilliant goalie, and that would be my collectible. The personal side of it would mean more to me than just about anything else in hockey. And his card, Rogi Vashan, I've got some cards. I'm going to have to give you a couple of them. He, he had such iconic cards. His his hockey cards are so cool. Just because of the old goalie thing, mm-hmm. and the, it was just a different... Uh, well, they wore the old school mask then, too. Yeah. The flat-to-face mask. And so Rogatin Vashan, we just loved Rogi. Everybody would flip out when he would make a save. No matter what, the crowd just went nuts every single time. It was so much fun back then. So that's what your show can be about i worry sometimes that people say well i'm not a fancy collector i don't have anything cool but the point is just to go and see all the cool stuff yeah that's right it's a it's just as much of a expo and a display as it is you know a purchase there are definitely purchasing opportunities Mm -hmm. and you're gonna you know you might go in and you might find your thing I, i love telling the story about oxnard anthony bringing his daughter in it was he dragged her there and he you know, I could tell he dragged her that she did not look happy when he came over to say hi. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and he's like, say hi to Tom. <laughs> and then they went around and they found a Pokemon card. And there was this card that she was looking for at one of the Pokemon dealers. And she was so happy. And then when she came back, she was super enthusiastic to talk to me. And she was so proud of her card. And it, that's what it's all about. It's it's connecting the collectors and it's connecting just people with each other because You'd be, you'd be surprised at how many, you, you know, you have your own personal experience. Me as a 49er fan growing up, and, and there's the catch, and then there's the catch, too, and there's all these different things. And I tell people about me and my brother being at that game when Terrell Owens caught the ball. And 49er fans, even the young ones now, are like, what? And that's just something that you kind of connect on because it's, you know, it's a part of history that was important to both of you. But it, you, you've captured it in a different way. So it's, it, it's just a fun, it's a really fun thing. And it's a fun way to, to spend an afternoon. You're going to see so many things that you've never seen before. A lot of the people are bringing in things that you can't find anywhere else. And the thing is the variety, like say from Pokemon to sports cards to uh, give Funko, us an idea. Funko, Funko. Pop. Boy, the Funkos are big. Funkos are so popular. I've got one vendor, I believe his entire table is autographed Funkos. So they're all certified autographed Funkos from different signings and stuff. So wow, yeah, and the Lajeunelle. Yeah, oh yeah, we've got the our hero ship, the display put together by me and Tommy. We worked on it some more this weekend, and it's coming along really cool. Learn more about that that great ship that's laying there on the on Silver Strand Beach. That you know, it was 1970 was when it when it fell over, and it's been there ever since. And they've it's gone through its its life cycle they they took it apart and but there's pieces of it still there and it's still a really cool thing to go out and visit and i think when people learn the history of it they'll be more inclined to go visit visit that area and check out the silver strand beach have you ever heard of a high school card do any high schools i wonder like texas the teams like is there a player of note that has a high school card well um mcdonald's 
I think it's McDonald's All Stars. There's there's like some football cards of high school players that come out. There's a little bit of that kind of stuff. I think there's a little bit of Little League World Series. I'm sure it's going to open up more with the the whole you know stuff that went on between the NCAA and the companies. Because I think what you want to do now, you want to go to a Newberry Park High School game <laughs> and you want to buy a program for that night if they have yeah. such a thing and have Smigel sign it. This kid is ridiculous. He beat my alma mater, which sincerely, I could really not possibly care less, but if I'm going to attach myself to anything, it would be T.O. I wasn't a man about campus. As a matter of fact, I'll bet you nobody knows who. I I was definitely that guy. But he beat my team 54-42, another 6-TD game for him. Mm. And he's had a couple of fives and a couple of sixes at this point. He was ranked the number one sophomore in America, and you heard his name announced on something. Yeah, they brought his name up yesterday on the on NBC, right? Shortly after the Monday Night Football game, they were doing the football breakdown, and they were talking about what all happened, and they, they brought up this kid out of... Uh out of Newberry Park. And it's one of those guys, he is one, when you see, okay, who's that? You know, it's like anybody going to the ball game would say, well, who's that? And we had a couple of them in hockey where somebody would walk over and say, who, who's that? But it's rare, and he's definitely that guy. So let's find ourselves the next game Newberry Park is going to play, get a program or something that is of Newberry Park, and get him to sign that sucker. I, he's at least going to get drafted by a great college. He's going to be pulled into the ranks of Ohio State, Notre Dame, SC, um, Alabama. Dion in Colorado. Oh, my goodness. With an up-and-coming coach like that, maybe. Uh, but that's the deal. So, uh, Joe Smigel, congratulations on your son's fantastic work. It's a, and it really the prospects. That's a great time to to meet somebody like that when they're coming up because then you have more of a almost like an investment in them, a vested interest. So you watch them watch them grow. Uh, you know, we go back to Tabitha Ritchie, who was a guest at the last expo. In the couple of months since that happened, we've had she's had three trading cards issued. Her, she's climbed in the rankings. She's now uh, on the the fringe ten or eleven. She might be in the top ten by next weekend. And you know. Several of my vendors didn't even know who she was when she did this show last last in March. And now she's become kind of a, in UFC families at least, a household name. And Marion Jones from El Rio to T.O. to the Olympics. She did get in trouble over the drug. But that's our last superior well-known athlete out of like really at a level that was international and i felt like she was kind of like mistreated in that whole thing that she was a little bit of a scapegoat and her her hubby the shop putter yeah there was a lot of dirty going on there and she was complicit to it but still as she was being guided by forces i i think she did she deserved punishment but she really got slammed yeah it, it was pretty ugly on that note <laughs> uh let's look forward to sunday we can do a couple of extra afterwards this week that That'll be fun. Yeah, so be sure to tune in to us. You can check us out on all of your major podcasting networks, um, and you can find out more about the expo at VenturaExpo.com. Thanks for listening to 1590 Afterwards.